0: Hello, hello, this is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Before I introduce my guest, I have some really exciting news to share. I am now officially part of the Taste of Reality podcast network, which will be hosting my podcast on their site starting now. (laughs) If you go to realityofreality.com, it will take you to my webpage on Taste of Reality. Once you get on the page, you can listen to all my podcasts on your computer and look at the links and the show notes. There's a lot of other fun stuff on Taste of Reality website you can explore, including the store where, drumroll please, you can buy Reality of Reality swag. Yes, that's real. I've got tote bags, mugs, notebooks, stickers, even a water bottle. It's really crazy, but I'm so excited about all of it. In short order, this will also include advertisers coming on board so we can make the brand even bigger. And as always, thank you guys so much for your support. If you haven't gone to the iTunes store and rated my podcast, please go to Reality of Reality on iTunes. Give me a five-star rating if you can and write a short review too. That really helps. And I'm very, very grateful to every person who does that. Today on the podcast, New York Times best selling author and award-winning producer, Melissa Rivers. Of course, everyone knows Melissa as the iconic daughter of Joan Rivers, but she is also an entertainment journalist and correspondent, an equestrian, Ivy League graduate, accomplished public speaker and animal advocate. She's also done the rounds on reality shows like Celebrity Apprentice, and we get into that epic appearance and find out some amazing behind the scenes juice on that as well as I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, and of course, Fashion Police on E!, which I still miss dearly. We get into everything. We have so much fun chatting about her life, her amazing mother, and everything in between. Enjoy. Okay, I'm here with Melissa Rivers. This is so exciting. Thank you for having me. I'm
1: thrilled, and we've turned out that we know a bunch of the same people. And that I have nothing to do with entertainment.
0: And by the way, I'm saving some more for this for this little intro oh, I'm here. Afraid. No, it's funny okay. actually. Okay, okay, so first of all, let's just say I always start by saying how I met my guest. So Blythe Asher introduced us. Yes, um, she's fantastic. But here's the thing. So my first boyfriend from high school, Dave Koff, went to Penn with you. And when he moved out to L.A., he stayed with you at Joan's Guest House. Yep,
1: he sure did. Isn't that funny? That's funny.
0: So that's number one. And then number two is that your mom dated my friend's dad for many years, Bernard Goldberg. Oh, yes. And Pammy is a very good friend of mine forever.
1: Isn't that funny? Yes, they dated for a long, that was her first serious relationship after my dad
0: i know so we have some kind of we other connections do. yeah we so do. it's crazy i know it's such a small and Jewish he still world. owns
1: all those hotels.
0: He's not. He's he's doing just fine. <laughs>
1: he's been doing fine for many, many, many years. We
0: always say Midas touch.
1: Yes, and that beautiful house in the Hamptons.
0: Oh my God, I stayed there once. Oh yeah, that's a dream house. Yeah, that's a dream. It's pretty house. amazing. Pretty amazing. All right, well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so honored to be here. I've been following your career, obviously your mom's career, forever. I had on Jason Sarlanis from oh. now TLC on my podcast, and he mentioned Joan as like a highlight of his career. Oh, we love Jason. Isn't Jason the best? He
1: is. And by the way, one of the best. Executives we ever worked with,
0: boy wonder. Like I, e, I, right? He started at like two years old there, yes. and I was already like, we're all gonna be working for you one day. Yeah, well, we
1: all were two years old there,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. So you worked
1: with him on Fashion Police, right? Worked with him on, on Fashion Police, yeah. And just adore, 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 and a great executive for a lot of reasons. But the main reason was when he he knew when to get out of the way. He knew, and nice to mean that in the best sense. He knew when to defer. To he, the talent. Yeah. And to defer to the creatives rather than, and he is a creative executive as well. And he, there's plenty of times where he was right and said, try this, try that. And we did. But he also knew, I mean, specifically with my mother, when she said, trust me to get out of the way and trust her.
0: That doesn't surprise me at all. Cause but that makes a great executive. Yeah. And he's also, I always say, like, he's a lot younger than me, but he's kind of a, almost a mentor to me because. He's so good on the business front too. Like I always say, like he could easily be an agent. Like he just has I a think knack. He just, he
1: just got a every shiver up his spine when you said agent. Like he's way too nice to <laughs> no, be oh, an agent.
0: Oh, right, and he's honest. Well, but, and he has a soul. <laughs> and he's a soul. Not that, by the way, this is a common thing. My bash agents on almost every episode, yeah, no, and then I hear soul. from them. Yeah, um, he has a soul. He's a wonderful guy, but I just mean like he has a savvy yeah, beyond he's very just being smart. creative and all of right. Like he just gets it. He's totally. really, really good. So all right, that Jason Lovefest is over. Yes. Whatever, Jason. Um, so. Okay, so I don't even know where to start. So first of all, let's start the, let's start in the here and now, which is I listened to your fabulous podcast that you just started a few months ago yes. called Group Text. Tell me how it started and what the deal I've, is.
1: I've wanted to do a podcast for, I'm looking out the window because I'm trying to count backwards, for a <laughs> long time. Um, I always thought it would be really fun. And it actually, you know, I've had this idea for years and years and years for a show I wanted to do called Two Drinks In which is basically you and your friends sitting around da- and the filters are just off enough. And I had it uh, set up and, and basically sold and then another Cocktails with Chloe came out. Right, damn it. And it didn't do what they were hoping. And it was a different format, so everybody like ran screaming away. <laughs> right. So, I've, you know, we've changed the title a bunch of times and it's just been such a weird time in television. And I don't think people... I I think may have still been having a little bit of trust issues with me. Could I, it was all before I took over hosting fashion police and stuff like that. Oh, so it's been a long time in the making. Right. And then I finally was just like, you know, I want to do a podcast. And we went through a different bunch of different sort of uh, versions of what I would want to do and talked to a lot of different people. And then, um, I met, uh, this woman named Sarah Schiff, who's fantastic. And Lisa, Bacon and Blythe were pestering me like, let's do something at least for the award shows. And Sarah and I had been having discussions of trying to drill down what I really wanted to do. She comes out of the podcast world and we all got on the phone and I'm like, I don't want to be constrained by a single topic. So I always had these really funny group texts with my different sets of friends. I'm like, Group text.
0: Yeah, I was kind of shocked it didn't exist. Like, it's such a no-brainer, great idea, right?
1: Yeah, and it's not, I mean, it is stuff that we're texting about, and the topics are really pulled from what my friends and I are talking about. And we're also, of course, going to do a whole fashion series award wrap-up. We've been hitting all the major award shows and having our group discussion a la Fashion Police on the website as special sort of one-off editions. Thank it's God, all, yeah. because
0: there's such a loss. I feel like I miss that show, specifically you and your mom on that show. Thank you. And like, it's like a loss in my heart. Like, well, we
1: need to get the word out there. We're going to do the full yes. slate of Okay, every awards, show. Every, all the major award shows okay, good. Uh, for 2020. We're also going to do the AMAs still this year. Oh, good. they're always that's a coming out? T- isn't like around the like corner? Like 10 days yeah. or something like that. Okay, And we good. love doing them, and it's fun to be sort of back in the saddle with that. But with group text, it's like, what are my friends and I talking about? <laughs> right. And right. why can't we have like a round table moderated kind of discussion about it? And in the two drinks in kind of way is because it's funny. And, and by the way, are you drinking on the group text podcast? Um, I, I I'm hoping <laughs> to be, but we usually tape in the mornings. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I think it might be a little early mm, at nine a.m. It's 12 <laughs> o'clock somewhere. Perhaps we'll do mimosas for the Academy Awards. Perfect. Or Bloody Mary's. Yeah. Perfect. So I noticed on a couple of, I was kind of trying to catch up on the way
0: here. Um, one of them, you had like six people. Is it hard? I mean, obviously you did that with Fashion Police too, but on a podcast, because I get overwhelmed with two people. Is it hard to do six people plus you, like to get make sure everybody gets their two cents in and to moderate it?
1: It, it is a bit challenging. And um, I'm always reminding people, do not talk over each other.
0: It was good like that. There wasn't interrupting.
1: But we're also dealing with people who
0: know how to do They're this. Pros. They're
1: we're pros. We're not dealing with like, you know one of my actual friends, <laughs> even though all these people are my friends, but I'm not pulling right, my friend Allie savvy. in, you know, at 2 a.m. going, Hey, you want to talk about this? And, you know, not knowing what to say, but these are all people that I have relationships with.
0: Yeah. It's very obvious too. There's a comfort level. It's just, it does feel, I think it's very hard on a podcast, I think to translate like, obviously, TV's a visual medium, so you can see people's comfort level, and you can see the chemistry. And I think right. it's harder on a podcast to get that. You know, I always say, like, people will give me feedback on podcasts, and they'll say, like, oh, you guys seem so chummy. We're like, yeah, I just met him or her that day. And And I think, you know, I feel it, like, in person, whether or not I connect with somebody. But I think it's very hard to capture that sometimes, like, in an audio context. I think you do. Like, it's obvious that you guys are just very comfortable. Well,
1: thank you. I also try and have on people, and if I don't know them, people that I find fascinating and interesting who I genuinely want to ask questions of.
0: And you did a very smart thing, which I wish I had done three years ago when I started mine, which is you made it so broad so that you can talk about anything.
1: And that's the point. I mean, one of the big topics we've all been talking about is the admissions scandal.
0: I know. I was fascinated by that. Wasn't one. that interesting? Yeah, extremely interesting because.
1: And it's interesting even for people who don't have kids in sports right. or even kids. Right. Because it's really, a, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I never met Sarah, the woman who was our expert. Yeah, she was really good. She was amazing. Yeah. I could have talked to her alone for. An hour just because she was talking about what actually goes on in these admissions departments. Well, let's just talk about
0: that for a second because you have a son that just went off to college. Yes. So, obviously, you were caught up in it in some way. I mean, you had to go through the process. He went to a private school, the whole world. You obviously operate in some of those circles. What was it like for you and would it have ever occurred to you that that was possible? <laughs> like, was it talked about ever? No,
1: I mean— and again, especially because my son was a legitimate <laughs> athlete. A real, you didn't have to Photoshop him. I didn't have to Photoshop him, <laughs> him into any pictures. Um, you know, my son was a legitimate athlete. And I think for me, a lot of that hit home because it was made me so angry. Because I know how much time and effort and work he put into becoming a college-level athlete. And how yeah. much the families have to also give up. Right. For to support your kid in those sort of situations. I never thought about it like that. That's so true. And to have them going in through the athletic departments is, was very, very frustrating. Um, it was. You know, I got lucky. Cooper got an offer bef- the summer before his senior year.
0: Oh, my God. So you didn't even go through the process. Well,
1: but you do still go through okay, the process. Okay, because you can't
0: put all your eggs in that basket. Well, not just
1: that. You've spent all of basically junior year <laughs> and probably... Of visiting. and The summer before junior year, going to every showcase, every prospect day, meeting every coach you want to try and meet, find out if they're interested, finding the tape, making sure they have the grades for that school, making sure the ACTs or the SATs are at the level for that particular school, oh if they even want you. Wow. So you go through the process in a very different way, and it's a much longer process because you're also now not just involving admissions you're involving a whole layer of coaches. Yeah, com- did it were you stressed out? Oh, beyond. Beyond stressed out and the amazing thing for Cooper was because we do not have the same last name.
0: Right. So that helped they probably
1: fa- uh, Ohio Wesleyan found the coaches found Cooper. They communicated with him. They invited him to come See the school, uh, and the relationships were completely with him. Well, I was gonna say that
0: helped to the extent that you knew it wasn't, he wasn't getting in on his celebrity. That
1: meant so much to him. Yeah, it was really something he earned merit money. Love it, and that was completely based on his accomplishments. We didn't know anybody, we didn't know that much about the school. I never knew anyone who had gone there.
0: He didn't write about that in his essays, no, not
1: that in his essays. Um. So I think you know from the other perspective that was really important for him.
0: Yeah. No, I I said like it helped, right? That he it's knows his, it was for on his merits. And
1: you wonder with these kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Do they even care that it wasn't on their merits? I and I hope. I hope. I, I hope that so. that's not the case.
0: So do I. It's so depressing. It really depressed me in a big way. But the
1: whole process is awful. Yeah. No. Look, anyone, I mean, one, and that's what Sarah said in that yeah. podcast was this is just the tip of the iceberg. Never forget admissions still had to send out those letters and sign off on those kids. Athletic departments don't send out your acceptance letters.
0: Right, but as she, I think she also said that, like, how did they not do a little research to figure out that these kids didn't include any of those athletic things on their applications or but on that, their essays? What she, that's
1: what we're both saying, which yeah, is... it's crazy. The admissions like they were The right hand
0: wasn't talking to the left Well, hand. no,
1: but the admissions department, the, the applications came across the desk.
0: Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. And admissions
1: had to still sign off and send the letter.
0: It's all very crooked. It is. And she's like, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, no, it is. It's fascinating. We can go on about that all day. And I feel awful
1: for anyone having to go through the process this year. Yeah, right? Right. I'm sure. It's going to be a nightmare. A nightmare. And it's a nightmare in the best of circumstances.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly. So another thing that you have, when I was checking out your website and kind of everything that you're up to, is that you have a blog. And I thought that it was very open. You were extremely open in your writing. I was. Well, it's
1: funny more yeah. than
0: anything. It's very funny, but also very vulnerable. Like I was just like, wow, she's putting it all out there. Really, I, was...
1: I never get that feedback. Yeah, no, I thought uh... I'm always getting yelled at by Sabrina that it's too silly, and people want to hear, like you know, real heartwarming or... Heart, no, or but real it wasn't... Stuff. But I'm glad that I'm It glad was real,
0: but not in like a clawing way. I'm Just,
1: glad to yeah. hear that, Yes, Yeah, Sabrina. Sabrina.
0: Yeah, she's putting a thumbs up over... She's, she's like, uh-huh, sure. She's like, I'm working on something else. Yeah. Um, One of the things that I wanted to quote you on, because I wanted to follow-up, because I thought it was really interesting, is you talked about going back to Penn for your reunion, and you said, and I quote... I was really apprehensive about going back to Penn and seeing my fellow alums. I dreaded having to answer questions about my mother's death or having people come up and look at me with sad eyes as if as if to silently say we miss her too. So I thought that was really interesting because I was thinking when I was talking to you, like, how do I bring up Joan? How do like you just bring how, it up? So how do you like what is your experience of do you do you want people to, to come up to you and say stuff to you? Do you not want it? Like how do how is it for you?
1: It's I mean, it's lovely when people come up and say, I loved her, and she was an inspiration. Um, at one point, when people were going, like, I'm so sorry, it's like, that's lovely. But it's, you know, it's like when people used to say to me, oh, my God, I can't believe how, like, th- right now I'm not, but, you know, how thin you are just after having the baby, and you want to say, it's 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I cert- if I haven't lost baby weight by now, <laughs> you, you know, I still can't use that excuse. Yeah, you know, oh, that's that- funny. so it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, is yeah. you also, you know, as a celebrity, you get frozen in time. And I think right at the sort of our personal right on the right before the red carpets really became huge was when I was pregnant on the carpet, and then the We Show with Cooper being a baby or young, and you know, all the people kind of freeze you. In that place. So when people, when I say people know he's a freshman in college, like their eyes roll back in their head and they drop to the floor. Right. Cause because like, they still remember me. me being pregnant. on. The yeah. Carpet.
0: That's interesting. And he, I think it's
1: the same thing. They freeze me in five years ago. Right. Has it been five years? Yeah. It was five years in August. No September. Five okay. Years ago. My dad was in August, and my mother was in a September. Okay. So five years in September. Wow,
0: it's amazing. I mean, I you know she was. What and by the way, I, I still love that people yeah. like come yeah. up and say like we she, loved her, and yeah. she was funny, or she inspired uh, me.
1: I mean, that all will, of the above will always she, yeah. make me good feel good. But it, I it, I hear what you're saying. At one now. point, people can't be like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, right. It's like this I, I went through the same pent- thing with my dad. If I'm not okay by now, yeah, I have a much better... <laughs> larger set of issues. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah. And obviously that made you super resilient at a younger age, too. I mean, your mom meant so much to me. I I never met her. I was like, but she's the kind of person you feel like you've met because she's just, you know, and I know so many people that were close to her. Um, But I love, and I know people probably bring this up to you a lot, but what, I love seeing the documentary because I feel like that- was such another side of her, your son, the, I'm going to start crying, but the relation, the thing that I don't remember, it's been a while since yeah. I've seen it, but the relationship between her and your son was the most beautiful thing ever. And it just, it just showed such a different side of her. And first of all, it just highlighted just, you know, how hard she worked and yeah. just an incredible worker, but also just like how you guys are really just a beautiful, like loving family who has your shit. I mean, I watched the oh, We show too. So, me, so you're like shit. a mother daughter, you know, yeah. you had all that, but I really I'm so glad you have that. Obviously she had like YouTube you're going to find a million of videos but for some reason that documentary is it very hit home special. With a
1: lot of people. And Were people,
0: you happy with the way it turned out? Oh yes. Yeah.
1: And, and people always say, you know, that they miss her. I miss her too. We all miss her with everything going on. Um although however with this climate of political correctness probably good <laughs> yeah. she's not aware. I know.
0: It would be so interesting, you know, to see how she it would navigate would be, that. Yeah,
1: it would be very very interesting she we really she did deal with it the beginnings of it
0: right Um, Well, you bring up this political climate. Perfect transition because I started rabbit-holing on The Apprentice because it's been a while, right? Celebrity Apprentice. So I watched the whole board. I remember watching it. Like, I did watch a few seasons, and I watched your season, and I remember it at the time, but I forgot it. Right. So I went back. Me too. It's such good television. (laughs) I'm sure you don't want to relive it, but God, is it good TV? Yeah. It's great TV. Yeah, and also, like, so real. Let's not forget,
1: we were there to make great TV. You
0: were there to make great TV, but I also feel like you were very in it in the moment. Like, Oh,
1: uh, you've got – my mom and I are the two most competitive human beings. <laughs> right. Like, I don't do shit unless I think I'm going to be able to legitimately have a shot at winning.
0: Oh, yeah. And you were so fucking pissed. And your mom was so pissed. Like, it was so well, good. I was, With you in your boot running. Yeah.
1: Well, I was so pissed because...
0: <laughs> yeah, re- remind us how it all went down.
1: I was in my boot and I was Yeah, what did you sprain your... I you, had uh, blown off? out my ankle. Okay. Um, God. And I remember one of the things I talked about was that i wasn't running around enough and they felt like i wasn't that you know wow being active enough in this one particular project and i'm like oh my god the things that they didn't show when both those girls ditched me in the van with all the wardrobe and i'm limping out of the van trying to carry everything oh my god and there were just so many things and i felt personally the way it went down was not necessarily Um, in my opinion, again I'm being very careful. In my opinion was not the way I was portrayed was not accurate. Right. Well, that's called editing, as you know. Well, not not and by the way, not so much on the show in the decision making process. Oh um, I felt like just certain things were not shared or explained. Like, why was I a step behind everybody? Well, I was you know, supposed to be on crutches and was on a boot. Right. And they knew it. They just didn't care to share that, you know, and, and you know, you find out later all sorts of different things, but the bottom line is, is yeah, I was pissed because I knew I should not have been eliminated. Yeah. I knew it in the bottom of my heart. It turns out that I was not supposed to be eliminated and one of the things that held everything up at that elevator when I just was like, Where's my stuff? Get me my stuff, yeah. Is they had someone else's stuff prepped. Wait, what? Yeah. Can you say who? I don't even remember oh, who. you don't know who. So what, ha- what happened? Last minute change of mind. Holy shit. Having to do, I guess, <gasps> with something I said defending myself. Wow. Or I didn't defend myself enough or oh something my God. like that. But they had someone else's stuff prepped. And that's when I went. Oh, so you
0: figured that out in the mo? You knew it in the moment. Yeah. Wow. And I love that you didn't give them an interview. That yeah. Was so badass. Nope. Because that
1: never happens. Nope. Yeah. You're like, and you're not getting your interview. Right. You're not getting your interview. <laughs> no. Well, especially because they call you and they say, "Can we have breakfast tomorrow? Oh God. And they want to have breakfast, you know, at like the normal call time, which <laughs> right. was like seven a.m. I'm like, I'm no. sleeping in. <laughs> I'm like, no. They're like, well, we need to sit down and talk, and you know. There's some stuff we need to discuss, and I'm like, I'll see you guys at ten. I love it. Okay, so what did you do directly
0: after you got onto the elevator and you got into the street? Do you remember?
1: Mm. Did you go straight
0: to a bar? Like, no, I went. I
1: went back to to our place. Okay, I and then back did you cry? To like, what was? you remember I the afternoon? I was furious. seething. Did you call your mom? Seething. My mom was about 15 minutes behind me. Okay, got it. So I knew she was on her way, and the phone was my mom's apartment phone was blowing up because of every, you know, the producers were desperately trying to reach me like, no, 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 no. Like what's happening and where have you gone? You know, like and I'm like, you know what? I'm not ready to Yeah, leave us alone. I'm not, I'm not ready to, and I think they were terrified that my mother was going to quit. Do you think that she won? I mean, obviously she won. But they really, she they won. were
0: terrified. I think more than anything that she was going to, so win. they were trying to bring her back in. She said she was going to quit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it, that night was a shit storm. And so then, once, and I'm like, you can't quit. Right. So then
0: once it was clear she wasn't going to quit, did you think she was going to win? Yes. You knew she was going to win. Yes. She, that was so awesome. You I know, watched that you, finale yeah, again too. And you
1: talk to different people who have done it in the past and the best people, like I've given people advice. The best thing you can, the advice we got was for her not to pick me when she was picking the final teams because we knew Annie wouldn't pick me. So don't waste your pick, your first pick on me. Smart. We know you're going to end up with me. Right. That's so true. Very strategic.
0: Very strategic. I love it. All right. Well, million dollar question. I'm sure you've been asked before, but I haven't heard your answer. What was it like working with Trump? I hate saying his name. And, you know, like, what's your take on him now? What was your take on him then? I'm sure you knew him growing up in New York with Trump. Well, I didn't know
1: him growing up. But my mother's very, very, very dear, dear, dear friends were, are, his ex sister in law, Blaine. No, Blaine Trump. Oh, ex sister in law. Oh, and her husband, who is Robert. Her ex husband, right. Robert, who is okay. Donald's brother. Okay. So that was sort of our connection, um, and they're vastly different people. Okay. Vastly, vastly, vastly different people. Um, so, what was it like working with him? You know, so we knew him socially. Okay. Um, I never had a problem. Right. Uh. I, I never had a problem. He was lovely to my son. He was lovely to Cooper when he came for the finale because Cooper had to miss school. So he was supposed to, quote, unquote, it was like what Grady he was in. He was supposed to try and, quote, unquote, interview him. Aww. So he sat with Cooper and Cooper, you know, he didn't know what to ask. So he's like, here's what I think you want to know. <laughs> okay. You know, so that kind of a thing. So yeah. I never had on a personal level, any issues no, and he was lovely and beyond respectful did, when my mother passed yeah. and with the show right after yeah did he reach out to you after you got kicked off no, at that point, also, you've got standards and practices. Oh, you
0: can. He literally can't no. do anything. Okay. No,
1: no one can talk to anybody. Yeah. Was he at Joan's funeral? Yes.
0: Okay. The whole family was. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I love. um,
1: And, Danger, what do I think now? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry. We, the hardest Fast thing, forward. Yeah. The hardest thing for me continuously has been that the person I interacted with is not the same person I'm seeing on TV and in this particular situation. So I find it all very distressing.
0: What do you think happened?
1: I don't know. I I can't come from a place that I can have any kind of great insight into his personality or anything. I just know that my and my mom's sort of interactions were always pleasant mm-hmm. I mean they weren't deep relationships right well
0: even in the finale I was watching you know I haven't watched any apprentice clips in a really long time and he did he seemed so respectful because you know he's oh he
1: loved my mom yeah
0: and he you know and he Adored said he's like you've been mom. an icon to so many people and a role model but it seemed really genuine it like was. it was weird watching it because I was like this isn't the same person no
1: he had real affection affection and respect
0: yeah right respect
1: um people change you know again I don't know I don't know I am I always like to say to people I am you know part of the great purple majority of you know I don't even know if that's a saying of living my life as a true centrist on both sides of of the coin you know people say oh a California Republican is socially liberal fiscally conservative or you can call it a California Democrat, which is socially liberal, fiscally responsible you know, conservative. Yeah. You can call it, a, they call it a country club Republican or country club Democrat, you know? So, and I truly live in that center lane. So
0: do you talk about politics on your group text? And are you going to talk about it on your podcast?
1: Uh, yes, we talk about it a lot on our group texts, like with a certain group of my friends. I have friends who are very to the left. I have friends who are very to the right. And I always seem to be the moderator. Am I going to talk about it? You know, again, I would love to, but I also don't want to go down that rabbit hole <laughs> Yeah, you- because I also believe what people believe is is very, very personal. Yes. My biggest complaint is people being uneducated about topics and then commenting on them.
0: Yes, me too.
1: You know, it's like, read the yeah.
0: transcript yeah no i go toe-to-toe because i mean i am pretty passionate but i do know what the hell i'm talking about like i right un- unfortunately because i don't want to be this person i know way too much about details of everything we all do yes yeah, so we I'm all like-
1: have a, by the way we all have a friend who was in the emergency room when richard gear was brought in you know that was remember, for years and yes. years like when we were growing up it was yes like, everyone had a cousin everybody no cousin- i think i knew the doctor oh yeah everyone had a cousin <laughs> who's Girlfriend awesome. worked in the emergency room, that's
0: so funny. Well, wow, that's a callback,
1: yeah, but it's the same thing. Everyone same knows thing. somebody who' it's somebody who totally. actually saw, you know. <laughs> I know you can so you kind of are just like, yeah.
0: No, 100%. So, sorry, yeah, I did um, interrupt you before because yeah. I, did, I didn't I did want to forget to bring up Howard Stern. So mm. I've been listening to Howard Stern since... The best. Like, you know, the Middle Ages, forever. The best. the best. The best,
1: the best, the best.
0: And so I love... I mean, I probably first got introduced to Joan through Howard. I mean, she was on, you know, when in the early days. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've been listening to, like, you know, early 80s. Mm-hmm. So, um, So you grew up with him, too. Like, did you guys have... I mean, I know he and Joan really loved each other and were friendly. I grew up in LA.
1: Right. So you never really, okay. These are people I got to know as As a young adult. adult.
0: Okay. So what's the behind? So I've heard his side of the story of you calling him up about talking at the funeral. So I want to hear your take because it's such a funny story.
1: Uh, My take was, you know, we were trying to figure out, figure out, figure out. And we're like, it has to be Howard. (laughs) There were a couple other people that we were, we also wanted to have speak, but we knew that Howard had to be the 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 keynote <laughs> the the lead off yes um and we reached out through a number of different sources because we also didn't want either of us to be in the situation of me calling and him saying no right because he hates to do everything right um because it would just be uncomfortable for both of <laughs> yes, us it would <laughs> um so we made sure that he had a minute to think about it and then i called and i just said Nobody else can do this. And he was very nervous. And he talks about that he, yep. had to, he felt like he had to clear things with me right before. And we're in this back room <laughs> before the whole family came in. And he's like, i got to talk to you. And I'm like, what? And he's like, okay, this is what I'm going to start with. Are you okay with that? I'm like, genius. That is the perfect way to start. And I don't know if he's talked about what he actually said. Yeah, he has. So yeah, I'd is, love for you to say it. He, he's led off with Joan Rivers had a very dry vagina. <laughs> And then he goes, no, no, no. She told me this. She told me herself. Um, And that just set the tone. Yeah. But he was so anxious. And and he talks about that. I was, thank God he went there. Yeah. Somebody had to. Yeah. And
0: that just, that
1: was your mom to a T. It was the loveliest. I am so, I will for always, I will always, 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 always be indebted for to him for that amongst other people but yeah you know for Hugh Jackman coming and singing and you know Audra and and all those people who participated but were you able to be super present I mean given your
0: state of mind like do you remember everything was it very I remember a lot
1: yeah I kind of remember some of the things that didn't go right (laughs) as I wanted them that always have you your producer yeah um yeah, I mean it was very surreal, but I do remember most of it because we worked so hard and when I say we, it was a group of us yeah, worked very hard to put it together. Well, and because she had specific wishes too. Well, we talk about her specific wishes. Her real specific wish was I'm gone. Don't spend a penny. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, really? Those were, I'm like, "You no, no, you guys, what was written I was part it. of her book. That's awesome. But her true wish was like, oh, please, I'm gone. Who cares? Don't spend the money. <laughs> go, the buy, go on vacation. Take the money and take Cooper and go away. I love it. Okay, so my podcast is called Reality of Reality. So I want to talk
0: to you briefly about being a reality star which you were for your we show and then producing reality which you did on fashion police and i'm sure other things as well and um well if you, obviously you're an apprentice you're on celebrity get me out of here so you've been sort of a reality star in different things so talk about first of all the experience of being on camera in these different ways whether it's like in a competition series or in a more of a docu series and what that was like for you and did you enjoy it what you know what was your kind of your takeaway
1: you know, the truth is I never think of myself as a reality star. Cause when I think reality star, I think of what do they call them now? Bravo liberties. Isn't that the term <laughs> that, they use now? That's totally. Um, that's, you know, or the do you watch any of that stuff? Eh,
0: not your thing. Eh.
1: Yeah. Um, my ex-husband is addicted to the real housewives. I will tell <laughs> you that, funny. which is hilarious to me. He is addicted to it, which is really, really funny. So funny. Um, I, well, I never thought of myself as that way. Um, it's odd. Yeah. It is very odd.
0: Was it hard for you?
1: I, I prefer the competition. Based. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. I preferred being a part of the competition based. Yeah. The best part about the We Show was my mom and I got to spend a lot of time together.
0: Yeah, because she moved in. She right. literally moved from New York
1: yeah. to move I in I mean, with she would you. go back and forth, but it, yeah. it gave us more than the one day a week of fashion police. And, how- and that was and, by, and that was great for Cooper. Oh. Because when the lights went down and the cameras were gone, we still just got to all be together. So that was a very special time for the two of them to basically be together almost every night for dinner and that kind of thing.
0: I love that. And how involved were you in the storylines and the, I don't know if you were you guys producers on the show yes. as well. Yeah. So how involved in terms of, were there things that they wanted to do that you guys weren't comfortable with? Oh, absolutely. Like, and can you give us an I example? I by
1: the way, I can't, remember. there were a it's number a of things that were like, absolutely not. And there were things <laughs> that we would come up with or talk about. And they're like, would she really do that? I'm like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> That they were just like, oh, we never would have thought of that. And I'm like, eh. Do you remember what some of those? Oh, gosh. um, Oh, breaking down the wall between the two rooms without yeah. asking me. That
0: So that honestly happened?
1: That is something she had been conspiring I to do. Oh, wow. That's so funny. And just thought, you know, if I'm not going to do it, she's just going to take it upon herself to do these things but in real
0: time because I remember that you honestly didn't know she was doing
1: I was furious
0: oh right you seemed it but I I wasn't sure if that was reality furious or real furious oh no
1: no there was real furious and there was one there was one point where I don't even know if it made it in where she was trying to swallow a pill and I don't know what happened but she kept taking it in and out of her mouth (laughs) because she was trying to talk at the same time and I got so nauseous and was like starting to like dry heave through the whole thing. Oh my God. So I don't know how much of that made it in because I have a very weak gag, gag, Yeah, gag grief. Like yeah. Like,
0: bleh, bleh, bleh. me too. Oh my God. That's, I don't remember that. Yeah. That's funny. No, but
1: that, I think it was just like so unusable because I was such a train wreck, like literally trying to throw up the entire time.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So what was, so you said what the best part of that experience was, was yeah. spending time with your mom. What was the worst part?
1: Uh, the worst part, was just never getting a quiet moment in my own house. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny though because I stopped seeing it after the set first year. We left all the lighting and all the rigging up. Okay. So that it was quicker. Right, for right, the right. turnover right. cuz you know, time is everything. Yeah, of course. And um it was just like living with all this weird rigging on, you know, lighting grids up on your ceiling everywhere. Yeah, that's a lot. That was But I think, you know, one of the best parts was the crew. Yeah. We had a fantastic crew and everybody awesome. got really close and people got married and people had babies and that's the fun of it. I love that. What production company was it? That was with Pie Town. Oh,
0: right. Okay. Wow. So, you have been a successful producer as well. What do you feel like you were born to produce? Was it something that you felt like you needed to, you know, get more comfortable with? Like what What was your experience moving into producing and, did, and do you enjoy it?
1: I always did both simultaneously. It okay. started out when I was like on MTV and stuff like that was I just realized that I had good ideas yeah, and I could do this and why don't we try it this way? And it just was a very natural uh, evolution and I honestly believe that being a producer Producer makes you a better talent, and being yes. talent makes you a better producer. Totally.
0: I totally agree.
1: And it goes back to something that I always say about youth sports. I hate to Ooh. drum on it. I do know how that's going to At one point, every kid, and I'm not talking about when they're a little itty-bitty, right. but I'm talking once you get into middle school and okay. that kind of a thing, and even the earlier parts of high school, everyone should have to try, at least for a practice, playing every position.
0: I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because you need to know what everybody else is doing and also it doesn't allow you to point and 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 heap blame on someone. D-
0: totally. We talk about this a lot on the podcast cuz I'm sure you've experienced this where you're pitching shows to executives who have never produced before. They just have done development, maybe they come right. up as an intern or a PA and it's really frustrating right. and they start doing notes on your show and they're asking for things that are unrealistic, don't make any sense. Yes. And you're like, if you just produced, you'd know that this is a really bad note. Right. Right.
1: But simultaneously, if you have ones that come out of production, there are people who can find things and fix holes. 100%. That don't. But, you know, and I, I started out working as an intern. I started out in the tape vault. My first intern, second internship was in the tape vault at uh, Entertainment Tonight. Really? Oh, yeah. I used to sit and transcribe tapes. And so you really, I just think it's so important to know what goes on even just a little bit in every single department. And that's why, you know, with my son, it was like, go stand and, you know, you boys need to take a minute and each of you take turns standing in goal before you yell at your goalie.
0: Yeah, I love that do you is your son interested in entertainment or do you think he'll... he's
1: inter- oh. in, interested in a thousand you know every okay. week it's different I <laughs> yeah. think right now the interest is you know like we like to joke that all of his friends are majoring in drinking beer and chasing girls <laughs> it
0: sounds like a college yeah it's college perfect and so for you what are your goals now professionally what how do you see the next five years like what is still on your bucket list of things that you want to accomplish
1: oh my god everyone <laughs> always asks that I'm like I just want to make it till tomorrow yeah I get it I think Thank you. <laughs> I just turned in my proposal for a new book.
0: Oh, congratulations. So I'm
1: excited. I was hoping knock on wood that that will be a go because I really love working. I have a wonderful writing partner and we genuinely have fun. So what's, can you say, is it a memoir? Is it No, it's a, it's similar to book of Joan. Okay. In the sense that it's sort of short stories, but not, you know, that kind of a sort of format. Uh, but it's, basically rewriting the history of the world. Oh, that's fun. Um, right now it's technically called lies. My mother told me. I love that. So it's, it's about how my mother decided history went.
0: I love that. Oh, that's cute. So, so when you that? do something like that, are you thinking like with your producer hat on like, okay, this could also be adapted as a series, you know, like that it has more legs just than a book or,
1: well, we've had a couple people want to option book of Joan. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't, see even as a producer I don't see how you how it could be done mm-hmm. but it is you know a lot of people are kind of like well let me let's take a pass at it let's think let's see what we can think of so I have a couple of different sort of very good companies all sort of no one's bought the rights
0: what about a bio is that would that be the same thing as a biopic on Joan
1: how has that not but been no done? because it's such so many of the stories are heightened
0: Right, but I guess there are two separate questions, though.
1: But right. what about a bio? A lot of people have come around about that. What do you I've think? Just, um, it's something I need to. I'm very, very want to be very, very careful of. And I've been approached by a few very, very, very good producers and directors. This name just flew into my head.
0: I don't know. It just feels like for some reason it, I. I don't know. if She let could me pull guess. It what up.
1: You say Sarah Silverman.
0: No. Oh no. So says. That's two on the nose. Yeah. No, it's actually weird and I don't know if she could do it, but Kate Blanchett.
1: By the way, you're, la- you're you're riffing off one of our jokes. We really? Oh my god, we always used to joke when my mother would say who when I would say when everyone would ask her who would play you in the biopack, she was always like Kate Blanchett. Stop. That's <laughs> because, hilarious. That's hilarious because we always like it would be so not who she is. Right. That's why I'm like, but she's that good an actor. Like maybe oh, she's she amazing. could, you know, she's and also amazing. maybe the look a little bit.
0: Or perhaps Helen Mirren. Yes. <laughs> she can play Joan in the older years, but you got to do her whole life. Yeah. But yeah, like where's that play? I just feel, yeah, but you and obviously want to do it right. You got one crack to do it right. To There's do been a
1: couple it right. sort of start and stops with it. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, and I'm probably lost because I'm so protective of the material that right. if we're going to do this, it's got to be really the right match. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's her, I can't express it. It's like, she's singularly an influence. Like, I, I don't know. Right. There's but not like, would, you know,
1: it, it, it's also, you don't want it to turn into, you know, a, a, you don't want to turn into a series, which is a great series, Mrs. Maisel, mm-hmm. which sort of covers <laughs> that genre. Right. So it has to be something very, very different. It, it, it's,
0: that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't think about that,
1: you know, and where in her life do you go?
0: Right, right.
1: You know, it, it's one of those things that is going to take a very special production team.
0: So that is that on your front burner or is that back burner? Like that's where good, is that? That's,
1: that's if the opportunity presents itself.
0: You'll know. You'll know when it's You'll right. You'll know when it's right. That's okay. one of
1: those kind of, you know, when it's right kind of things.
0: Okay. So what else is on the front burner? Other uh, than the, the podcast, which right, I obviously,
1: the be- by the way, people don't understand how fun yeah. podcasts are to do. Yeah,
0: you do it in your pajamas. Yeah.
1: It's, <laughs> it's so fun. Do you book your own guests? Our friend Blythe
0: does. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. Perfect. Yes. Oh my, that makes perfect well, sense. Well, we all do, but Blythe really right. is She's, like- she takes the reins. She takes
1: the reins because she oh, has all awesome. the relationships. Yeah,
0: she does. She's. My, I just got connected her with a Netflix show because they needed someone who had all the relationships. Oh,
1: so you're the one who took her away from me for the next few no, weeks. No,
0: I just connected her to the person that did that. <laughs> yeah, great. Thank <laughs> Sorry you. Sorry about that. Um,
1: Apologies. That's okay. We'll forgive you. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: so funny. So she'd okay. That's great. So the podcast, is, so the podcast, yeah, which is going book. well. yeah.
1: Um, I have a couple shows in development with different companies. Okay. So
0: stop on that for a second. Are they scripted? Are they unscripted? Unscripted. Okay. So all unscripted. All unscripted. And so you are an unscripted producer and you're always developing and Mm -hmm. taking out shows. What do you think of, I mean, I know it's a broad question, but I get asked it every week and I never know what the hell to say, but what's your take on kind of like where the industry is? It's obviously changed so much in the last 10 years.
1: That's a very broad question. Yeah. I mean, I guess,
0: I guess, well, when you're, let's, let's ask it this way. When you're developing stuff, you know, what do you feel the bar is now in terms of like, okay, we have to hit these five things that even get it sellable.
1: Um, do you know what I mean? Yes. And I go back to the beginning of the red carpet was really sort of the beginning of where cable became dominant, mm-hmm. where suddenly HBO had sex in the city and all of the, the cable, the cable <laughs> networks started coming up and it really was like the wild west. Yeah. Nobody knew what was going where or who was doing what. And suddenly all this really quality programming started moving on to cable and all this. It is like that. It, this is like part two. Ooh. Yeah. Where nobody knows what's going to work. It's a wild wild west. Nobody knows what's going to, what anybody wants. They say they want this. Then they go with that. Nobody knows, especially now with all the streaming platforms, they're still trying to figure out what formats work. Yep. They have discovered that on something like Netflix, that, weeklies do not work. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. The Joe McHale show didn't work. Chelsea didn't work.
1: Weeklies. Do they don't. Not, they and, just don't. And they do not work. And they're yeah. all discovering that in a different way, which was the one which was, um oh, who's so funny from set? Not Kevin Nealon. Um, yeah, Norm. Norm McDonald has yeah. a show. Yeah. Which was produced by David Letterman's company. Yeah.
0: You know KP Anderson? You probably know KP. No. From The Soup? No, he worked on that yeah. also. Yeah.
1: A, A, A plus yeah. guests. Couldn't make it work. Yeah,
0: it was the wrong place.
1: But are any of those streaming platforms good for a weekly? No, so don't do that. Right, so they're just figuring that out (laughs) now unless it's an evergreen kind of weekly, which you can then put up 10 at a time. Right. But now you have things like Facebook and all these other platforms, and I'm hearing like Snapchat's doing something, that these weeklies, even dailies, are doing great. Look at Red Table Talk.
0: right. Yeah, it's interesting that that one's broken through on Facebook because really no Nothing no else other, is broken yeah, through. Yeah, so it's like, is that because of Jada or is that just because... I don't know. Well,
1: I think it's because of the topics and it's yeah. celebrity. Yeah. It's got a lot of eyeballs and a lot of attention. Yeah. But it's proving that those formats can work on those services.
0: Yes, good point. Yeah, so it's just
1: navigating it it's all. It's just navigating. Nobody has... And anyone who says they know yeah. is a big... Even the fucking
0: liar. Right? No, it's true. Even the buyers don't know. The
1: buyer, and they send out those sheets. Which I can't. Sure usually the do, mandates like, make my head the, explode. The, the, the network mandates. Right. And I can tell you right now, I have come in, <laughs> I've sent my agents shows that hit everything on yeah. those network mandates. No, they're and they're not like, for that. no, no, <laughs> Because nobody knows. Everyone thinks they I know, know and nobody knows. The
0: funniest thing is whenever I go into to a meeting, I'll, I'll read off the mandate, be like, okay, let's compare notes executive that supposedly yeah. the agency got these notes from yeah. you. And they're like, oh, uh, yes, no. no, no, definitely not that. I'm yeah. like, okay, this is telephone and we're all playing the same game and nobody knows anything. And nobody knows anything. Yeah. And,
1: and, and now it's, again, it's back to when, when cable was just becoming a force where, it's the Wild West again. Nobody knows what's going to work. Nobody wants to pay anything. Don't you feel and like... everybody's guessing.
0: Yeah. And I wonder, because you are sort of operating on these different platforms of uh, content, don't you kind of feel like... I, I, I know I probably shouldn't say this, but I have said it before. It's like, I don't really care that much about TV in the sense that, like, if a good show comes my way or if I think of something and I think it's sellable, I definitely go out with it. And But otherwise... I would so much rather do the book and the podcast and kind of all of these other creative outlets where, first of all, you're not shit on. Like, I just came off the film festival circuit. I have a documentary that I directed and produced. About?
1: Let's get the plug in. Oh,
0: okay, good. It's called Latter-day Jew. It's about a gay comedian here in L.A. who grew up Mormon, always felt like he was born into the wrong body. He always... Felt like he was Jewish. So fast forward to 30 years old. He moves to LA. Two weeks later, he gets cancer and says, it's now or never. I'm going to become Jewish. He converts to Judaism. And then our documentary picks up a few years later when we follow him on his road to become a bar mitzvah boy at age 34.
1: Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's
0: really fun. I'll send you. I'll send you the link. Please send me. Yeah, the link. you'll love it. So my point is, like, it's been amazing. It's been an incredible experience. It's like really broken through in the circuit. It's doing really well. And I'm being like put up at these beautiful resorts and like celebrated on these programs and like it's like being an A-list celebrity. It's the weirdest experience of my life. I'm still processing it.
1: Because, Enjoy it. Yeah. And because, take any free things somebody of no, offers Don't worry, you. I have swag everywhere. Literally, and, and you can get two of every swag bag. I love it. Always you. just lie and say, can I get one for my mother? My mommy. Yeah, like, oh yeah. Like anybody, because oh that's gosh. how you, you, you will be set for holidays for <laughs> Your diet. a year. You're dying. You're killing me right now. A year.
0: I wish I'd had this advice a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but my point is that was like, oh, actually, like the art, and I'm putting that in quotes, mm-hmm. is being celebrated. The quote unquote artist is being celebrated because the
1: quality of television right now, and I'm saying that including all the streaming right. services right. and all that, has in the writing and the directing has become so outstanding. And you're gonna go back and say, HBO was the one that started that. They did. Hats off. You now have major movie stars wanting to do television. Yeah. Which takes all your TV stars and shoves them At, down the line. Right, right, right. Which is then like the That's process of it point. shoves everybody else down the line. So all these, char- all these character actors and all these actors that were always regulars on all these shows where you go, I know the face, but I don't know the right, name. Right. They're all getting further and further down the food chain.
0: Wow, I haven't thought of it that way. Because I have been watching The Morning Show. Have you watched it no, yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. I mean,
1: jury's out. Really? It's, it's
0: interesting. I mean, it's... I I don't know yet. I kind of like it, but then I'm like, is it really good? Like, I can't really judge it yet. I kind of feel like after I see the whole series, I'll decide. Did
1: you watch Catherine the Great?
0: No. Is it good?
1: I was hoping for something else.
0: Okay, here's my two favorite scripted shows from 2019. Okay, let's hear. One is Dead to Me on Netflix. It was outstanding. Did you see it?
1: I did, and then, and I, by the way, adore Christina Applegate. She was incredible. We used to go to spin class together. Oh, really? Like, I think she is just one of the most amazing human beings who ever walked the face of the air. Like, I adore her. What's the butt? I wanted it to be funnier. Oh. Okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't LOL. No, but even yeah. in, even the first couple episodes yeah, were or you at least okay. dark humor. Fair enough. And I love that she was just angry. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? I yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found, for me, It wasn't funny enough. It just... Okay. Kind of, yeah. I had that
0: experience with another show, but I'm forgetting. Which was? I can't remember, but um, you know what? I was like, wait, they needed a punch up writer. Um, the other show, my favorite, favorite show was Fossi Verdon on FX.
1: Loved that, right? It was so Enjoyed that good. very much, Loved but again, it. I come at it.
0: <laughs> you're tough, you're tough, girl. But I come
1: at it from. You know, a life of where everything can be faster and funnier. <laughs> right. You know oh, what I mean.
0: You'll like my documentary. Yeah. It's very fast and but, it's fun. You know,
1: I I can look at anything, any movie, and say, I can take seven minutes out of that. <laughs>
0: right, just you know edit can, it. Out. Tell me what your favorite show of 2019 is so far. Oh, God. almost over.
1: Oh, I'm putting I, you on the spot. Uh, I watched such strange stuff. Only last year did I watch The Americans, great show, which I binged watch, which was a phenomenal binge watch. It's
0: amazing. Loved yeah. that. Yeah, um,
1: I did. I only got into Game of Thrones this year.
0: I'm not into it.
1: I tried watching it in the beginning. <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't do it. I tried in the beginning, yeah. and then I came back to okay. it okay. this year.
0: Loved it. Really? I just, dragons? Well, I, I don't it know. It doesn't matter. Really? Like, I, like <laughs> okay. for someone who
1: did not watch, got three episodes into the first season the first year and went, never. Yeah. Okay, I went encouraging. back this year, and so did Cooper. That's a commitment. And, right, and watched it. I did mean, you watch it together? I wanted to, but he wouldn't right. <laughs> because I don't know. You why. were like
0: co-binging, yeah, but not at the same time. And I'm like,
1: can we watch this together? He's like, no. I'm like, why not? He's like, because you're gonna go at a different speed than me. And I think he thought he was gonna be faster than me, and I like laughed. You went, it.
0: you went. I, Did I was, you do Stranger Things?
1: I like Stranger Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a couple documentaries that I have. Tell left. me, it's
0: my favorite subject.
1: Um, have you watched probably? Um, no, it's the I'm a uh, Game Changer.
0: Yes. And I, I literally text my husband like five, I just watched it like last week. And I was like, have
1: you like, just like, I'm now yeah, trying to go plant based a couple days a week.
0: But this is what's so embarrassing. I was like, we need to, I'm like, you need to watch Game yes, Changers. I mean, we need no more chicken, no more eggs, no more, like no more meat. Blah, blah, blah. Literally that night I had like spaghetti and meatballs right. at an Italian restaurant. I was like, yeah. I can't even last like two hours. No, but, I,
1: but, but Schwarzenegger <laughs> so says, and it just start by trying to do one day a week. Yeah.
0: Oh, I can do that.
1: I can do one day okay. a week, but I'm not giving up eggs.
0: I eat eggs every single day. And
1: I'm not, I, I can't give up dairy.
0: Cheese? Yeah. Cheese? No. Like what's my life without exactly. cheese? Yeah. But so, it did get me thinking. It
1: did get me. And yeah. I liked it because it wasn't like a gross documentary. Right. Where we see like I the animals. Totally. Like the, I can't do those. But it was fascinating. Yeah. I mean, look. It, it was fascinating. Proof's in the pudding. And right? the funniest is my, <laughs> my girlfriend Beth watched it. And now her husband, John, who's one of my best friends from college. I had two very close college friends that got married. So, she was out of town and John and I went to dinner, and I'm like, Oh, well, I'm trying to do plant based. He goes, So is Beth? I go, Yeah, I'm the one who told her watch this documentary. And he's like, Oh, so you're the one that started this. Yeah.
0: No, people get mad because yeah. they're like, You're ruining our fun. Like, yeah, we can, Oh, I want to hear about your vegan shit. Right. You know? But I'm
1: only trying to do it, you know, a couple of days a I week. I like that. That's reasonable. Two out of my three meals.
0: Yes. Yes. I agree. It's like start slow and then you see. Know? And I also want to see if I feel different.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to do it. I can say, yeah. like, I don't know yet because <laughs> just started I don't last know week. Yet. I just started this. <laughs> yeah. I loved that. I'm trying to. I I was such a binge watcher.
0: Did you have you seen Devil Next Door yet?
1: Love that Devil was incredible. Next Door. That was incredible. That was really, blew me away. Really, really, really
0: scary. Really good. And you know, it's the same executive producers as Wild Wild Country. Yes, which was amazing. Yes.
1: Oh, you know what I really loved? That was just on, and it was on Discovery. Why we hate?
0: I haven't seen it.
1: It's uh, produced by Spielberg. Oh, and Alex, uh, Gibney, Gibney. He's the best. Yeah. It's six parts. It discovery. It's on discovery. It huh. just finished. Shocked. That was amazing. I mean, I, the funny thing is, is I, and I have a lot of trouble sleeping. Mm, so I, too sweetie. Yeah. So I like to watch, um, comfort shows.
0: Yeah. That help. Wait, do so, you take, sorry. I'm always com- interested when people, do you take any sleeping pills?
1: Um, my doctor put me on gabapentin I don't know what that one is. It's supposed to be non-addictive and help me fall asleep. And then it turned out that my dog is on the same thing <laughs> for Stop. anxiety. Oh
0: my god, that's funny. Yeah,
1: I was like, they were talking. I was like, oh, i to refill the Gila pen." I'm like, "No, I'm good." They're like, "No, this is Lola." So
0: that's awesome. Um, yeah, because are was, popping pills together. Yeah,
1: me and Lola. It's good to know if when I run out, I can just grab the Right. Dogs. if you need to. Um, okay. So at night when I can't sleep, that's what you I do. like to watch. Like H.ETV. No, but I watch covers like. I went back and I like to see if things hold up. Oh. So to like make myself like we're so inundated with all this political stuff. Right. I went back and started rewatching uh, from season one, the West Wing. Oh, my,
0: yeah. My father, when that show was on, my parents were obsessed with it. And my dad would be like, well, our president, Martin Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> this was during Bush. Yeah. I'm like, no, he's not our president. Right.
1: But it's like that to me. Like if yes. I fall asleep, I yeah. it's not a big
0: deal. <laughs> that went, holds up, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Over the last six months, I've, again, I just put it on like it. Like, I fall asleep at, like, 10.30, and when I wake up at 1. Okay, got it. And I can't go back to sleep. Right. Um. I started re-watching, and I finished uh about six months ago, Frasier.
0: You know, I think I've seen, like, one episode of Frasier go ever. Back, it, and by I the heard way, it's a show
1: that holds up.
0: Yeah. Well, like, Friends. I mean, Friends holds up. Yeah. Seinfeld holds up. Yeah. Like, funny's funny. Yeah, funny's funny. You know, although, like, more good shows. you know what doesn't hold up, sadly, because I grew up on it and was obsessed? What? The Brady Bunch. So my it does in
1: the kitsch way,
0: right? Like if you watch for High High Camp but and it's, but kitsch. it's not supposed
1: to hold. It, it was right. so in
0: <laughs> the was, moment. But I thought it was the best show back oh, then. That and
1: then back to back, we all said then here in L.A. on KK No, no, no oh, it was oh, K-T-TV, Yeah, that was channel eleven. Fox, okay, the Fox. after school. This was at the time. The yeah. after school lineup was you had um Brady Bunch. Hilligans Island. You had all best. of those kind of like back to back.
0: Love Boat. Remember Love Boat and Fantasy Island? Yeah. Like, those were the best. And do you remember when you
1: were sick and at home, you could stay home and you get to watch Prices, right? I was just going to say Prices, Price right, right? When you were sick.
0: I mean, honestly, was there a better show? No. No, there wasn't. That was I, the amount of game shows, even a match game, remember? They're all,
1: well, also game shows are making a huge Yeah, comeback. they're all,
0: they've all been rebooted. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. We could talk forever. Yeah. We're like but I need more good hour. shows this year. Okay. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna look on my list because yes. I watch a ton of shit. So do I. And I've yeah. watched
1: so much good stuff and it's all escaping me. There have been great right? documentaries this year.
0: So many good ones. Another I saw another great I, I just
1: started The Crown. It, last night
0: th- did you start from season one please no I've seen I've oh, seen yeah, seen yeah. One, I just, yeah I'm I've, two, three I've done three night. I did two yeah
1: what do you think um it's a little slower okay so it's not my imagination no it's
0: not your imagination I mean it's like it's kind of like New York pizza even when it's bad it's good yes. you know like it's still like yeah but I, most I thought beautiful last night i like, like I'm a little bored it's a little slow yeah but
1: it, I was reading some of the reviews and they talk about the fact that it you're really understanding how stifling the life is
0: yes yes I'm feeling it and I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about the new cast love it's the new very, cast I mean are they like the best actors of all time? It's, what the hell yeah. Olivia Coleman's ridiculous yes three is super depressing spoiler alert. I mean each episode's kind of its own thing that's what's so incredible about the show. It's like yeah. every episode's a movie. I love that show so much I so even you know seeing that it's
1: not maybe as good as the first two, I'm like I will I, I, I don't care. I I'm just also an it. enormous law and order fan and I watched I <laughs> have watched every single that's episode. comfort that's comfort that's one when I am comfort. yeah I went back and found season two. And I've been watching it. it's hilarious the scary thing is I remember so many of them
0: was that Chris Noth well he was Chris Noth was in it from the beginning right uh, yes Mr. Big Mr. Big the good old days all right I'm gonna look on my Netflix at some please. other shows and I'll text you please this has been so much fun oh it's been great thank you so much I could talk to you for hours and now you have to come do my podcast I would love to be an honor
1: when we do something about television
0: yeah any. I'll talk about anything Perfect. love that <laughs> me too
1: yay thank you